gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone and welcome to this another edition of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I'm your host for today's show, I'm Derek Kernahan and I am the current ESSR champion. Oh, Who would believe it? Definitely not you. See what happens when I try, that's what it is. That's true. I've always had it in me. Um, so after last week's show on ICW Tag Teams, we are in full ICW mode um, just in the preview coming up to the biggest weekend in the Scottish wrestling event which is Shug's House Party. Um, so today we are discussing wrestlers who have went from ICW to the Holy Grail, or not so Holy Grail, of <laughs> the WWE. Um, now we have a lot of chat um, ahead of us today, but um, just before I introduce my panel, wherever you're listening, make sure you subscribe to our excellent back catalogue, and also give us a follow on social media, which is at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Suplex Retweet, also our website, which is www.suplexretweet.com as well. Now, the panel. The panel. <laughs> First guy, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> bit, like, bit like Pitbull without the success, the money or the women. <laughs> Dave, how you doing? Uh, you? Not bad, thanks Derek, how are you? Uh, good mate, good. Can I just say, you're one pair of overalls away from starting the next Despicable Me film. Nearly, <laughs> nearly there. <laughs> Pretty close, that was good, I liked that, well done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on point today. Yes. Next one is... ESSR's biggest man here, it's Kwaku Aji. Kwaku, how you doing, what? Where am I right here? <laughs> Where did that come Mate, from? I've still not forgiven you for getting your picture took with Alex right. last year. <laughs> so you're still a man here, even though I love you. That's a shit's theme. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How are you, bro? You alright? I'm not bad yourself. I'm good, man. I'm good. No, I'm supposed to be nice to this guy. He's just getting engaged. But no chance. <laughs> this boy is so hairy that he's been cast as the main Ewok in the Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> Saving George Lucas an absolute fortune on makeup. It's Stephen. How are you, bro? Fine, yeah. Now it means I can team up with Lewis Capaldi. You can be a dream team. <laughs> you can have Chewie and Ewok. Yes. Yes. Just need Jaja Bikes across from here. Oi. I mean, in fairness, before Stevie met Laura, he was going Han Solo. <laughs> well done, Roscoe. Well done. Definitely. Can't beat that. <laughs> Can't teach that. Can't beat that. That was a problem. <laughs> Next moment, this is a massive moment for the pod here. After discussing him in last week's show, Los Pervito is here! Los Pervito will last forever! Yes, it's Ross! Never! (laughs) How are you, buddy? You alright? I'm good. I got a text specifically from Derek last week going, Have you listened to the podcast yet? Uh, No, I've had a lot on, mate. I've, I've really no time. Can you just listen to the first 10 minutes? Derek, I've not no, listen to the first ten minutes, ten minutes later. <laughs> Derek, we are no longer friends. <laughs> just it's amazing the amount of feedback I've had just for that comment alone is brilliant. So it's all because of you. Thank you. Lost with me. He'll get the similar feedback this week after that moment of sharpness. I was waiting on mass slating, so I thought if I slate someone else before it, mass slating doesn't feel as bad. Alright. <laughs> so guys, how are you today? All good? Okay, good. Yeah, good. Yeah. good, good. You ready to have a chat about 
ICWWE. Yes. yes. Think so. Good man. So let's go back to the let's go back to the start then. Um, when we found out that ICW and WWE were sort of in cahoots with each other, that would have you guys maybe would have been the night that Triple H turned up in Cardiff. Uh, Stephen, no, I wasn't there though, but I did see it. On yeah, YouTube. yeah, obviously. I remember seeing it on YouTube. Uh, it was just like they had a randomly put a video on YouTube, and you're like, why are they showing this? And then the music hit. Yeah, like surely this is a rip. Surely, like, Toll's going to come out dressed as Triple H or something. Uh, you were thinking it was going to be a joke, weren't you? And then yeah. when he stepped out, it was like a wow moment, Ross. Yeah, it brought brings Pete Dunne with him. It was the. It was really a bit. It was a shame for the people of Cardiff because WWE tryout was going on the same day as the ICW show. They've got six guys in a tag match and five of them are at a, a tryout. Mm. So, I mean. If you're losing five guys off your roster and you get told, oh by the way, Pete Dunne and Triple H are coming to your show, it's a bit of a, it works out pretty well, it's a bit of a fair trade, like, alright, we'll take your guys, but you can have Triple H, I'll take that, thank you. <laughs> Sounds good, Dave, what did you what did you initially make it when you seen the WWE and ICW were? Um, it's hard to say really, because I don't really follow with ICW as much as I do with WWE, but I think obviously this was at a time where NXT UK was sort of finding its feet, and I think they needed some representation from WWE into ICW so maybe they thought you know Pete Dunne wasn't enough why not get the the man behind NXT's foundation as a whole and just seeing like Triple H come out as well like you couldn't ask for anyone bigger and getting that sort of attention on a on just on a more local promotion such as ICW it helped put them on the map at the same time and also onto their talent yeah. so I think it had a lot of benefits just from that one that one move yeah yeah um, Quacko obviously previously there's been a lot of Superstars that have been on ICW um, mm-hmm. the other way around rather than going, you know, we've been lucky enough to see guys like Jeff Jarrett, who we're going to see again next week. Um, we've seen Rob Van Dam, you know, we've seen Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio. Do you think having these guys come here would that help bond the relationship together? Yeah, I mean, it swings a roundabout kind of thing, like, because um, ICW, like, at that time, they were doing a, their UK tour, so they were trying to establish themselves outside of Scotland. Mm-hmm. So when you get these kind of international stars coming in, and then they're all reported about, oh, this is ICW. And then you also hear that people across in America want to come on ICW. It all kind of ties in. Another key thing about that Triple H thing, that was actually the day that Jericho versus Omega was announced for New Japan. And I sort of remember seeing that meme of, Oh my God, Jer- uh, Jericho versus Omega, and then someone put, and then ICW says, "Hold my buck fast." <laughs> 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 and then that happened, so it, it was just an orange shock day, and it it was just like for me as an ICW fan, I didn't need that for validation of ICW, but it really did help with mm. getting different eyes on the product. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing though. It, oh. was just, it was just so good. I mean, I think the amount of YouTube food, uh, hits it got itself just shows how yeah. big a name he is, you know, just proper the mouth as well. So mm-hmm. It's absolutely crazy. And you know it's good when the front row of the crowd don't mind getting spat on by Triple H when he comes in. <laughs> There's not a lot of gap between the, the, the barrier and they, the ring. That guy's like a fountain if he sprays. <laughs> it's, it's like a car shot pressure washer. It's literally a pro. You can think of his second job. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I've got, I've got a new um, patio cleaner. It's called the Triple H cleaner. <laughs> Hey uh, guys, here's a here's a question for you. Um, sort of looking at now, um, but now and in the future as well. Has the link helped ICW and independent wrestling? 
Yeah, I think, I, I think so because, look, we've grumbled on the show a wee bit before about, you know, the coffees get taken away, but then mm. we've seen how much uh, what a, a integral part they were at NXT UK, you know, Joe main event the first takeover. And, you know, Kenny Williams' feud getting delayed with Aaron Echo, so it felt like that dragged on a bit. But at the same time, it gives WWE, sorry, it gives uh, the independent scene access to WWE wrestlers they might not have got before, such as Big Demo, when he returned in November. And it also gives the independent wrestlers, you know, much like every football player, their goal is to do it professionally. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives them the link to WWE, so it works both ways. It's good for the performers, it's good for promotions. And it does give WWE basically first dibs on certain talent. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, a really good sort of program to have in terms of not just talent recruitment, but also being able to compete with uh, talent all over the world as well. Because I feel like WWE, like in the past, has been sort of its own little world. Like people have got to earn their spot in the into the business itself, and it's a bit of a a bit more sort of staged, a bit more of a soap opera. Whereas the independent scene seems much more pure wrestling and that's the benefit I think the independence has over it and that's what's drawing more fans to it so kind of like what we discussed with AEW people see that as the alternative but it's nothing like completely different to what WWE is so having that sort of chance to sort of integrate with some smaller promotions that WWE is in partnership with or cahoots with it does give a lot of exposure to not just mainstream talent in different promotions and it helps them with viewership but it also gives a chance for some of the the lesser known independent talent to really make a name for themselves against more established names yeah. from bigger promotions so it, in a sense it sort of benefits everybody yeah yeah Stephen what do you think of that yeah it's kind of you can take it in two ways depending on how you look at it uh, kind of similar to what Dave said I mean you've got kind of the for years people have been like that like WWE's in their own bubble they don't really interact with independence. They don't really feed off independence. They don't really let them do it. It's half the time that points that you, you wouldn't even think Vince Jr. didn't have them existed. Yeah, you probably still question that's probably Triple H does it more. <laughs> yeah, but uh, now we're getting this kind of integration. We're seeing like you look at Evolve, the Evolve show we just had. It was on the network. You had Adam Cole, Akira Tozawa. You know, um, you had Baba Tindi even. Uh, Street, <laughs> Street Profits have been their champions uh, as well. It's a great chance for these guys who are maybe not quite peak NXT or even WWE to maybe be better, maybe get that kind of exposure as well, but it still helps the kind of independence like ICW. I mean, the best example for us recently is when we got Kelly and Dane, who were um, Demo, come back to ICW to take on Mikey Whiplash. That was yeah. a fantastic surprise. One a lot of people kind of seen because of his history, but mm-hmm. he's not getting used in WWE, so it's perfect opportunity to get him some match time. But... The other thing about only con is if you're gonna have these relationships with these independents, stop clashing dates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what Ross said as well with the coffees and Kenny Williams, Shugs was the same day as the first NXT UK tapings. You could have mm-hmm. easily thought, right, we've got a relationship with Progress, we've got a relationship with ICW, let's book these on different times. But no, book them at the same time. Work with these guys, you know, these, these guys are happy to work with you. Yeah. Have a bit of giveaway, you know, yeah. and they'll happily let you have them on a program. Yeah, that is a good point as well as the, you said exposure, mm-hmm. certain people that aren't quite ready for the jump to NXT, NXT UK. You know, ICW and Progress put a lot of stuff on YouTube, like free air to 
you know, entice people to buy it. And you're a lot more likely to watch something if you know one of the wrestlers. Like, the reason I knew about, you know, Seth Rollins before he came in was because, you know, I went back and looked at old Ring of Honor matches and then things would pop up like, oh, there's Daniel Bryan, or oh, there's Loki, you know, you, you know these people. So say, Ashton Smith is fighting someone like a Leighton Buzzard. You know, it's not happened yet, obviously it could happen in the league, yeah. you know, gives them exposure. Someone like, you know, a Mark Coffey against a Kieran Kelly. You know, people are going to be drawn in by the NXT UK names, but then they'll go, oh, who's this guy, Leighton? Who's this guy, Kieran? Yeah. And maybe stick around for the product. It's the same example with Evolve on Saturday. I mean, a lot of people are drawn in with the likes of Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. But the best match that was on that card was the match that won before the main event, the one between Austin Fury and Jane, mm-hmm. was it? JD Drake. JD Drake that was an absolute clinic that was a mm-hmm. fantastic match as well so it just shows that you, you can use these things to help get your own guys over yeah you yeah. might be there to see like a demo or something like that yes. but you see all these young independent wrestlers wrestling and putting on good mm-hmm. matches it's, it's the same as Shugs with Jeff Terry I think the yeah. downside though with sort of some of these indie promotions like NXT NXT UK I mean even though WWE technically is they, those are technically WWE brands it's a bit of a double-edged sword when it comes to them because in their own way they sort of come across as their own sort of indie promotions because they feature talent that go across multiple promotions but the double-edged sword of that is is that obviously we were talking about dates clashing and stuff NXT is going to get priority because they're the bigger brand yeah. they're, they're owned by the biggest wrestling company in the world so and it does have a negative impact on the indie promotions themselves but the other plus side of that is is that they can also help each other because, for example, I didn't really know much about Ilya Dragunov until I saw him go against Joe Coffey at the Square Go. And then I realised he was going to NXT UK and that made me start watching NXT UK more frequently because he put on a belter of a match. Yeah. And same case like with NXT UK, I didn't know much about Tony Storm. And the fact that she's made appearances in ICW as well, it makes me want to see that more often as well. So in a way they do complement each other, but they haven't quite got it synced in terms of like bookings and dates. If they can just find common ground with that, it's a, again it's another benefit and it could help everyone. Yeah, yeah, I think you've hit the, the nail on the head there, mate, totally with um, what you were saying. I was sort of in the same um, agreement as you that it is good, but um, they need to just sort of tighten up a bit better, mm-hmm. I would say, in terms of in terms of that. So overall guys we'd say it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, they need to obviously yeah. work on it a wee bit more. Um, and, and from there they'll have a I think they'll have a great relationship going ahead it's not perfect but it's a good system yeah definitely so what we're going to do now guys is we're going to go through the panel and you guys are going to pick one person that has went from ICW to um, WWE and we'll, we'll have a chat about them um, and just to see how good how bad they've done what's the future look like for them you know and going ahead with that so our first guy up is Ross Roscoe, so who have you picked, mate? So, I've picked Drew McIntyre. So, when you think of ICW's origins, you know, a small company that comes from a community centre on Mary Hill in 2005, as much as Drew McIntyre was not used properly the first time, the fact that he was in world title matches and won an Intercontinental title and a tag title for a small Scottish promotion, that was a big thing. But then, since then, since he's, you know, reinvented himself, you know, he came back to ICW for a spell, you know, with the Black Label. He has main evented pay-per-views with Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose. He's fought The Undertaker, he's going to fight The Undertaker again at SummerSlam, it appears. 
he's won tag titles, NXT tag titles, he's just, it's mind blowing, like, you know, you look at WrestleMania and it's 80,000 people and then you look at, you know, when we go to the garage and we're all cramped in, you know, it's a great atmosphere, but you, it, it's hard to compute sometimes that guys have went for the local nightclub to WrestleMania and he's done that and he's in such a good position at the moment. Yeah. It is just sensational, you know, with the second run, how much they've done with Drew McIntyre. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, the run that he's on in just a minute. But uh, Stephen, um, when obviously Drew, Drew was in um, WWE the first time, you know, after he had dinner and you know, they sort of went away with 3MB and stuff like that, then it fell away. Mm-hmm. Fair play to him, he came back and, you know, he came back to WWE, done the circuit and stuff like that. But when he came back, could you notice a difference in him compared to the other guys? Oh, without a question, when he came back to ICW, yeah, uh, yeah, he had that, you could tell he'd been through WWE, the way he spoke, the way he presented himself, he just had an aura mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you compare that night when he came back at the, the first Shugs, compared to when he was first won the IC title, the difference in him was just unbelievable. But he, 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 could, he, he carried himself like a champ, he carried himself like the man who was the flag bearer of this country's wrestling scene and give him credit for the time that he was on the independent scene and since he's went back to WWE he's shown that he is the best this country's produced cool. uh, Kwaku, would you think that he is the most successful ICW exporter out there? Yes yeah. uh, has to be, I mean uh, it depends on how you quantify success but it's kind of hard to argue yeah. against, the, mm-hmm. against the field on that one mm-hmm. to be honest with you on that one and the way that people are, like, it's no secret that The Undertaker has had a big influence in saying, I want to work with Drew, mm-hmm. and that's known. We had an interview recently with Scott Stanford, who has been in WWE for a long time, commentator, host of This Week and stuff, and Ryan, uh, our guest, um, specifically asked him, what do you think of Drew? And he spoke so highly of him. And that was another thing that kind of said to me, no, this guy is going somewhere. He's recently been the one that's been breaking up the shield. Although that was seems to be backstage promos that also broke up the shield, but that's another. <laughs> <laughs> You've no. seen how um, since Sunday with that tag match with Undertaker, that gif of him coming up from behind Undertaker has yeah. oh, been yeah. used just everywhere on the yeah. internet. It's just such a great image, but it just shows, even that where he was face to face with Taker mm. even though there's apparently a good few inches different according mm. to WWE but <laughs> it just shows he, he does not look out of place he knows how to I, place I, himself I, I, I with the Undertaker Aye. yeah Drew above all the ICW alumni that have gone to WWE he is absolute peak of the peak of the mountain he's world class athlete and even his first run while it did start off pretty well and it sort of went a bit downhill he realised you know, something wasn't right. He went back to back to his origins, uh, sort of rediscovered his sort of his roots. Essentially, he got absolutely jacked as well. Like he looked much more built in his second run, and he looked way more intense and captivating his second time round. Like he has the look, he has the intensity, and he's got skills in the ring. And I think, obviously, the tag match extreme rules. The fact that he's standing in the ring with the Undertaker with Roman Reigns and so many other top tier talent like that are known all over the world that's how you know that he is a world class talent and he's going to be one to watch I can actually 
potentially see him winning the Universal Championship either by the end of this year or maybe around sort of WrestleMania season. But I, I have had no complaints about Drew since he first arrived. Ross? Something as well that the guys touched on, Stephen talked about how he carried himself and David talked about how jacked he was. There was a social I went to in like 2012 that had Mikey Whiplash and Fergal DeVette, now Finn Balor on it. And you can always tell the guys starting out and the guys who do this professionally, you know. But the thing with Drew now is it's not on the indies, it's not guys that are doing this, you know, they've got a day job 95 and then they do it on the weekend so they get to the gym as much as they can. In WWE, he just, he seems head and shoulders above everyone. And the promo he cut when he first came back and started teaming with Dolph Ziggler, it was, I'm gonna, people here have got complacent and lazy, and that was a, a critique on the main roster for a while. You felt he believed it, you know, because he did believe it, it was the way he was when he was in the independent scene. He wanted to make mm. ICW a worldwide promotion, you know, it's a world title because of him. He wanted to make, you know, become Britain's first champion. You know, he won the TNA world champion, so. It's just something about him, just the way he carries himself, the aura. He just seems head and shoulders above everyone at the minute. And it's just, it's a testament to how much he learnt from his first time in WWE. Because there's people that will go away and come back and then not have success. And it's just a case of he's learnt before. And if it didn't work out this time, he had plenty of options. He'd put in the groundwork with ICW, so he had options to go back to. His attitude when he left when he was released it was very refreshing yeah. mm-hmm. considering what you kind of see now when guys leave they come out and some of them seem really bitter but he was like I'm going to get back there I'm going to work to get back there mm-hmm. and you yeah. have credit three well, years later see on what you were saying when he like during that time when he'd left he'd worked himself up to the top 20 of the PWI rankings mm-hmm. but when you look at the people around him they were all on WWE contracts or Ring of Honor in New Japan at that time he had left Impact so he was solely independent and to be in the top 20. You can sure. make comparisons between his two runs as well. Like on his first, he was a bit of a cocky upstart, you know, Vince Gimmick. And he had a decent run with the Intercontinental title. He got a tag team title run with Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. And he obviously, oh, yeah. without him, we wouldn't have, <laughs> without him, we wouldn't have the, the legendary 3MB as well. So he has had some notable runs in his or first run. But the fact that he sort of came back refreshed and took on this new sort of dominant persona, it shows how much he's learned and how much he's grown. Not from just his first time in WWE, but going back and picking up what he learned on the indies, like what made him Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway, however you want to refer to him as. And the fact that he's been across many different promotions, he can he can he can say he has had the experience of being in multiple companies. He's wrestled world-class talent. I think he's faced Kurt Angle before in TNA as well. Mm-hmm. And I Kurt Angle technically from TNA. Mm-hmm. Like Kurt Angle's final match in TNA. He was also one of Kurt Angle's final matches in WWE as well. So mm-hmm. he should have retired Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, so Stephen. See when um, when Drew first came back and they tagged him with Ziggler. Mm-hmm. I thought that was I, I thought that was a great move to show you know Ziggler needed a push. Drew was just in. Mm. What did what did you make of the collaboration together? Uh, you were worried about the the, uh, the curse of Ziggler. Yes. Yeah, I really bad. One of my guys coming up from NXT, but it was actually pretty good. Really? Yeah. yeah, you got that great series with him, Ziggler, and the Shield. Yeah, you know when they threw Strowman in there, come the only got a wee bit. Yeah, but it was no, it worked. 
they needed something to sell Super Showdown. Yeah. One of the I wrote an article for the site about Drew about you know as as much as we've enjoyed his run since he's came back, we'd like to see him on his own. Just just Drew. Yeah. That sort of run. See when he took out Ambrose leading up to the Roman Reigns match at WrestleMania. When he was on his own, he wasn't with Lashley and Corbin, he wasn't with Shane McMahon, he wasn't with Dolph or Braun, he was just Drew McIntyre, I'm going to be number one. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's the run we want to see him going before maybe like a universal title run. Yeah, yeah. he's the, the psychopath. Make him come across as a psychopath and just take out everybody. Because, you know, his feud with Ambrose, you know, Ambrose is meant to be the lunatic, he's meant to be the psychotic one, and yet Drew just one-ups him every time. Yeah. That's the Drew I'd like to see become universal champion. Just one quick question before we go into the next one. Where do you, just a quick answer, where do you see the future for Drew? What's he going to uh, I see him being that guy that gets a, a trial world title run between November and January, when they're in that sort of lull period mm-hmm. before the Royal Rumble. But I think he will absolutely smash it. Yeah. Future world champion. Steve? Uh, world champion by the end of next year. I think he'll be world champion by WrestleMania, if not, probably even the Royal Rumble winner. Nice. Um yeah, I see a Royal Rumble winner. I I see definitely big things ahead of him. I definitely mm-hmm. see him being a future um, world champion. Being a Royal Rumble winner as well would just be a nice and cake on top of that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see him as a Grand Slam champion. Aye. Mm-hmm. He's, he's still got to win the US title though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The more the more the better for Drew, I think that's what we're saying. Scotland! champion Scotland can be proud of. Yes. Uh, Thanks for that, mate. That was a good one. Thank you very much. Um, next guy we're going to go into is Dave. Dave, yeah. who have you picked, mate? Uh, I've picked the Beast of Belfast, Big Demo, or in WWE known as Killian Dane. Yep. So tell us about him. Well, I first saw Big Demo on a, I think it was an ICW Fight Club taping, I think, is that what it was called back in like 2014? Uh, it was in a. Story still called. Yeah, all right, cool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just wondering if it's changed since then, but. Yeah, I remember I saw Big Demo at my first ICW show. He was in a fatal four-way involving Kenny Williams and two other people that escaped my mind, unfortunately. But as soon as I saw him, I thought, this guy's got big things in the future. If not ICW, definitely in other promotions that he could potentially go to WWE. And I think the other time I saw him was at Barramania. He was the defending ICW world champion going against... Uh, Drew Drew Galloway, yep. who was TNA champion at the time as well. No, he went up against Joe Coffey when he was champ. Was he? It was the year before he was fight, was challenging for the title against Drew. Right. Um, this was years ago. I'm, I've got memory like a. <laughs> Sorry, right, mate. You're fine. Keep going. <laughs> but yeah, um, when I heard he was getting he was getting called he was getting called up to NXT and he was at the Performance Center, I'm thinking this is this is exactly what this is exactly what he's he's earned. You know, he's getting his dues finally. And he arrived on the scene as part of Sanity. And I think... Yeah. Really miss Sanity? Yeah, we'll yeah. definitely have a chat with him. And, you know, obviously, as a, as a unit, you have to think, you know, is Sanity going to work better as a group? Or will they break out as individuals? Demo was one of those guys, head and shoulders above a lot of the talent in NXT, particularly around sort of the 2017 time. Like, he was sort of coming into his own as a top contender for the NXT Championship. He faced... Uh, Drew again for the chance to face uh, Bobby Roode and but then obviously he gets involved in a lot of more high profile matches with Sanity they, they get the, the NXT tag titles they go into war games who by the way he was the MVP of that that first, that first NXT war games where he swallows the key after locking the door and he's the one that brings in all the weapons as well but definitely he had the best showing 
of everybody, all nine people in that match. And not to mention, he's also had a five-star match at NXT TakeOver New Orleans because he was part of the, the North American title ladder match. But his work with Sanity as well, alongside his, his now wife, Nikki Cross, um, I think it's good that they're both there as well because it's not just two ICW alumni coming in, but the fact that they have that chemistry about them as well as part of Sanity, it really sort of helped them come into his own. Yeah. Good man, good. Uh, Kawaku, what, you're obviously a massive ICW fan. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you make a demo in ICW? And then obviously he's also got his training school as well that he does. So yeah. Uh, demo has always been big in the scene, scene <coughs> in Scotland. So, yeah, he used to run SWA, which is now Source, as we know it now. And just a um, plethora of people that he's trained up. The likes of the Coffees, Jackie Polo, um, Kieran Kelly as well, uh, Jayla Dark, so many people that you could um, Viper, Joe Hendry. The list is endless. Like you could be here all day. That when you look at the people that he's trained and how many have gone on to uh, like abroad and doing stuff internationally. Like I think there's. I don't know the exact number, but there was a year, every consecutive year, for I think at least eight or nine years, that a wrestler from Source had a WWE tryout. He spoke spoke very highly of by so many people. Mm -hmm. No, even guys that aren't trained in Source, you talk about guys, maybe in the the PBW type thing. Mm -hmm. So many of them are influenced by Demo and what he's done, you know. I mean, it's it's a... even before he went to WWE, the way he kind of transformed himself as well, because he was never this big heavyweight. Yeah. He was always he was quite a, a bit of a flyer type idea, which is you can understand how he does the moves he did. Yeah, I mean, first match I saw the demo was uh, the first Shugs where he took on Joe Hendry and he had a Van Daminator. And it's just like, <laughs> oh my god, he's killed that man. Van <laughs> <laughs> Daminator, like that's what he called it. Yeah. See, for me, like uh, I took my brother to his first. My brother's been to two ICW shows. And it was a squ- and it's always been a square goal. And then when Dave was having music, I said to my brother, "Wait till you see the size of this guy." And I swear to you, I've never seen my brother's eyeball pop out so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's kind of like the mask when his eyes come out. It's just like, Whoa! <laughs> and he just looks apart, and he's oh, he's just amazing. Yeah. He, his fist bumps are really hard though, because I mean, I've I've. I've hit walls and punch bags with no boxing gloves and that man when he came back to ICW fist bumped me and I was like how? <laughs> can I just uh, I've seen your fist bump try taking a cross body after him oh. <laughs> oh, have you? Oh. yeah have you so, <laughs> so on that big list of successful people you trained right at the bottom <laughs> you know you've got Joe Coffee, NXT headliner Ross McLeod stack shelves at Asda <laughs> El Perverto <laughs> El Perverto was trained by Dave yeah they've scraped the barrel put in the crosshair and then into the furnace. It's my, it's my sweet spot. But um, yeah, first time I, I met him was when I took an ill-fated uh, foray and he tried to train to be a wrestler and the first couple of sessions we did was with Glendon Bar. And then he went, I can't do the next one, it'll be the actual trainer demo. And I'd seen like, videos from him for like two or three years before. Since then he had bulked up, he was like almost the size he is now. I just kind of walked in and went, sweet Jesus. <laughs> and it was one who was like, it was actually Dicky Dibbles. He went, right, seeing as it's a, it's just you the day, we'll get Dicky in to help us. We're do- going to do runs. He went, you need to jump and then 
jump over somebody and then like leap over them. Just keep running the ropes. He went, but I'm gonna try tackle you. So you need to get ready to take a bump. All right, cool. So jump over, jump under, jump over, jump under. And next minute, oh, here is the big screech he does under. Look, the water boy. <laughs> It's this massive Irishman, you know, I've got a gut now, I didn't have it then, I was skin and bones then, and all I feel is just, bang! Oh, oh, <laughs> it's like I'd hit by a train, almost. Yes. It's when I see that video from What Culture and Jack the Jobber takes a splash off him, I'm like, you don't know pain like I know pain. <laughs> Demo, if you'd like to finish off the job, please link that to our DMs, we'll be gladly. <laughs> oh, it was, it was truly terrifying, it really was. It's like, you alright, like... Fine. <laughs> help, help. So after Ross has finished his therapy session here, um, <laughs> guys, probably his most successful time you would say is part of Sanity. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, yes. Um, Stephen, you miss Sanity, don't you? Oh, I miss Sanity like a hole in the head. Uh, no, no, that's a bad. That's not bad. That's a bad. That's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. Terrible example, Stephen. Right. Anyway, I love Sanity. You miss Sanity like you miss Laura. Yes, well, let's, let's not talk about that. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, anyway, I'll pick this up. Jesus no, 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 you know what it is? No, even that. In NXT, I can only recall four matches they lost. He lost to Drew, no shame in that. Lost a multi man ladder match, no shame in that. Wasn't pinned but lost war games, and then he wasn't the one pinned when they lost the tag titles to Undisputed Era. Four losses, only one of them he was pinned. They come up to the main roster. As much as I love the New Day and I love Sanity, they just seemed like two people, much like Owens and AJ Styles, they just didn't click together. Yes. Nobody's fault. But for them, it was just like, they had a really horrible tables match and it was just like, yeah, we'll, we'll blame Sanity for that. Yeah. You're like, no, it's just the guys don't click together. And mm. for then on, it was just, it fell apart, you know. <clears throat> no offence to the Miz, but look at the size of Big Demo. Yeah. <laughs> He could not take out Demo on his own, let alone Demo, Alexander Wolf, and Eric Young yeah. in the one fight. Yeah, that was, that was stupid. That was so stupid. That was that was peak WWE at that point. So Sanity just fell apart after that, didn't they? Yeah, obviously you're saying they, they fell apart now. Demo is back on NXT. Yes, again. Um, Gary was just away in Florida last week, and mm. him and the family went to um, NXT show, one of the, the house shows that they done. And then Demo was on it, looking a lot leaner mm. as well now. So what do you guys um, think of the future for Demo? Where do you see him going? Uh, Demo, we'll start with you on this one because it's your guy. I think he could become NXT North American Champion at least. Maybe an NXT title run, maybe in a couple of years. But at the moment, definitely a top contender for North American title. Do you see him going back into the main roster again eventually? Maybe not, maybe not within the next few years, but... You see him going in back again eventually? Maybe in a few years, but not at this stage. Yeah. I think he needs to sort of rediscover himself as a as an individual in NXT because he did so well like being a part of Sanity but also being an individual. Like he was in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal as well. Yeah, I think the sky's the limit for Demo just as yeah. long as they become right. Yeah. Ross, what do you think? Uh, Triple H is obviously high on him, so NXT for a few years, maybe NXT UK. He's all he keeps expressing an interest about going for that title. 
I think he deserves it considering the amount of work he's put into the British wrestling scene. Much like Dave, don't see him going up to the main roster for a few years, maybe when Triple H is in control. But I think he's one of Triple H's investments, he's going to protect him in NXT yeah. and NXT UK. Steve? I'd hope enough men can title, but I really just see him just getting a bit of a refresh for going back to the main roster in a couple yeah. of years. Quack? Um, I don't know why, but I see him having a rivalry with Imperium, mm. especially with Alexander Wolf. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think they'll be missing a trick if they don't have him winning a title in his return. And I've got to say, it's got to be an NXT title, yeah. nothing else. You see him doing a bit of NXT UK and NXT? Yeah. Good. Well, the gnome dog. Like yeah, 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 doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, for me, I, I, I agree pretty much with everything you said. I think he's brilliant. Um, I'd love to see him sort of, like Stephen said, redevelop himself in NXT and then sky's the limit for him. Mm-hmm. Nice one, Dave. That was a good one, mate. Thank you. Next one, Stevie, who have you picked? Well, just as we were talking about him then, I'm going from the Scottish supermother himself, no one da. <laughs> uh, no, when, when he was in ICW, you knew he was a talent right away, just the way he presented himself. One of the first exposure I had to him was when he had the best of, was it best of five or best of seven with Joe Coffey? I think it might be best of five. Looking up to fear and love it at the Barrowlands that year, and he, you thought at that point he was going to be the very soon going. I mean, he, there was TNA boot camp not long after that, he looked one of the favourites to win that, but he didn't quite get there. Uh, when I got to the Cruiserweight Classic, when he eventually came up, you thought, I mean, you thought about Cruiserweights from the UK, Norm Dow was one of the names that would have stood out to me. And, good thing he went he got over there and he got a good run in that tournament mm-hmm. got to the final eight and no shame in losing to Zach Sabre Jr it's better than Scotland have done in any other international <laughs> tournament so well done no in that so last yeah, eight um, <laughs> since then it's kind of not it's not really worked out too much for him you know he's, he had a brief spell on 205 Live uh, he had the f- stuff with Alicia, Alicia Fox Alicia Fox <coughs> I knew something was going to do but no, it's I'm um, maybe not being the best, but definitely good to see him there and being involved in the main roster. His raw debut was great. Yeah, really good. Um, Ross, let's go back to ICW mm-hmm. with him when he was in ICW. Very much a fan favourite. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody liked him. What did you make him in ICW? Did you like him? I did. It's just he's got like a, a he's a wind up. He's got that sort of wind up that works so well, you know, being the smaller guy going against big opponents. I think a lot of the things that sell these feuds is the wee guy being a widow. <laughs> to use a Scottish word there. <laughs> uh, but I like that word, widow. Yeah, just so naturally gifted, so good on the mic, a fan favourite, and since he's returned a few times. It's just every time he returns, he has that star presence. Yeah. Like he had it before, but now it just seems like this isn't just no Amdar, it's no Amdar. Like it, it's just something that about him. That one when he returned the night last year at NXT UK. Uh-huh. The first tape ones when they had the NXT guys over, he came across like a massive star. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just such a great presence for a, for a guy like him. Aye, so Noam is like for me, it's just. Um, since he's actually got across, he's always had, he's now got a big presence online as well. Mm-hmm. As he, what, he retains his Scottishness, mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, see. you know you're good when you someone sets up a Twitter account just to translate your words for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's like peak subtitling right there. So, um, 
but also when he returned just the shape he was in like he's always been in shape but like I'm, I'm gonna take Gary's six pack uh, awareness course <laughs> <laughs> see the, that guy like ripped mm-hmm. absolutely ripped he's come back with that kind of savviness of tricking people into thinking he's hurt his knee now Aye. so uh, we do do as we think. And I like he still does the little nods to ICW things. So he still does the pinky party, yeah. the pinky side. Um, you do see him looking up and kissing and pointing up to the sky. And that's in recognition to his pal Trav. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he's obviously wrestled with in ICW and other places and stuff. So I like that he's kept that groundedness about him. Yeah. He does come across as sort of really likeable and someone who's really in touch with where they're from and they want to share that with the rest of the world. He's still young as well. He's only, what, 26, about, give or take? Yeah, he's still very young. He's very level-headed. Yeah, very and the, the fact that he's made to WWE at this stage of his life, he's got, he'll has got he have a ton of momentum going for him as well. Like Same with uh, Drew as well. Drew was pretty young when he came to WWE for his first run. But I only haven't, I've never had the, the pleasure of seeing Noam Dar wrestle like once before he signed up with WWE in the Cruiserweight Classics so we didn't get to see him in that Zero G Championship Scramble match at Battermania in 2016 so that was a bit of a bit of a shame but the way he carried himself in the Cruiserweight Classic going against all this talent worldwide and he made the the quarterfinals as well which is a good result yeah, for definitely. just a, a guy from a, a little promotion in Scotland mm-hmm. and his stint on 205 Live I think could have been better but he did have some pretty decent feuds with like Tony Nice and uh, uh, who else was he? I forget. Cedric Alexander. Cedric, yeah, that's it. Far too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the fact I think he's made the jump for to NXT UK now and he's been having sort of a bit of a feud with uh, Kenny Williams at the minute. Like the pop he got when he came back at the Glasgow tapings, like we were, I think we were all there. Yeah. Oh, that pop was sorry. amazing. <laughs> like the, only thing, the only thing that could top that pop was when he debuted on Raw in 2016. Like, in the, the first Raw taping in Glasgow, I mean, where you, you weren't going to pick a better place no. for him to make his arrival. And he, he even had Pyro as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just remembered something when you were talking there. The favourite thing he's done recently for me was when they had seen the video of the Iconics all backstage and he walks by they're like, no! And he's like, no speak English. (laughs) (laughs) I think what's really good about him, like, his Twitter game's obviously been good. When he was out with his knee injury, I think, was he doing quite a few, like, still game references? Because he was on a a little buggy, like Tab used to have, and he was making still game quotes. I think that sense, keeping that sense of Scottish humour about him, it really makes him relatable to his, like, to a Scottish audience, so everybody can really relate with him. And I think... He's probably best positioned to be on NXT UK at the minute because I think 205 Live, he kind of feels like a bit of another face in the crowd. Yeah. So if, with where he is just now, I think if he finds keeps on sort of building his way up, he couldn't be in with the potential for a, a title opportunity. I mean, he has had a chance to face Pete Dunne yeah. for the UK title. Good so match. He, yeah, great match. He, so he's obviously up there in the rankings, but I think he just needs to just keep it going and yeah basically just keep being Noam yeah. and breathe <laughs> <laughs> million miles a minute there but yes <laughs> uh, Ross see when <clears throat> Nomdar went to WWE it was mm-hmm. probably the next main person after after Drew sort of left mm-hmm. there wasn't really a lot of Scottish yeah. guys in there 
the, the pressure on him, do you think the pressure on him at that time must have been massive as well on him, mm. but also do you think there would have been anybody better to to do it other than Nomda? Uh, I think he's one of these people that rises to the occasion. He's somebody that just he thrives on pressure. You know, but as Dave said, being so young, you know, started training at fifteen, wasn't afraid, you know, he speak his mind, you know, he he's not afraid to speak his mind on Twitter either. <laughs> and I think as much as we enjoyed the Cruiserweight Classic, some of the promos were a bit bland. I think he thought, do this now, and then when we get to, you know, Raw and SmackDown, I'll be able to show who I actually am. And I think that's maybe what was in the back of his head. You know, just get to Raw and SmackDown, and then I'll show them what I can actually do. Yeah. But I was a wee bit worried when he was first brought in, because I think his first round he was against Ho-Ho Lun. And they were making such a big deal about whole and Gnome felt like an afterthought, being that, you know, he's the only guy to start a wrestling promotion in Hong Kong. He started Hong Kong wrestling. WWE were trying to break China and Hong Kong at that time. And then he beats him, you're like, oh God. Then the one of the things they beat them. And it was like this room about the, the gender thing. Room about the time of the gender thing, where it's like, yeah, we want we want to expand into India. He beats them, you're like, Jesus, you know, they, they clearly have high hopes for him. You know, you look you look at the actual two or five roster, not a lot of them got to the, like, the last eight. He's one of the few that actually did really well in that tournament. Yeah. He's done well. Um Dave, you put a good point there about him going back to um NXT UK now. Stephen, you, you, you this is your guy, where do you see Noam Dar in the future? I hope he's uh, he's contending for the NXT UK championship. Uh I hopefully maybe get to see him another shot in the main roster at some yeah. point and especially with the UK kinda layout, but hopefully it's he's Gets in that top feud, at least in NXT UK. Quacky, where do you see the future for Nomda? Good question. Real good question. I don't know why, but I have up. I, f- I want to see him teamed up with somebody, and I don't know who right now, but I would like to see him teamed up and have have that bounce with someone in a tag team, right. and then build them up into the singles competition to get onto. Like the big car titles, and then eventually, who knows? Yeah. We can have a eleven-year Kofi moment. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, um, I just hope he continues to thrive in NXT UK at least. Maybe a move to the main roster will do him some good, particularly with the situation with Two Hundred Five Live. Maybe he'll get another chance there. But I just hope he gets a title at some point. Yeah. Roscoe. Uh, well, what Quacko said, I think, is a good idea. The I think maybe Buddy Murphy. I think maybe being paired up against someone like as an odd couple tag team, maybe like someone that's nothing like him, just him being like, who is this dafty? And then eventually he grows to like them. Yeah. Much like The Rock grew to like Mankind, it was eventually like, alright, fine, we're a team. Mm-hmm. Um, were rumours of 205 Live going away and Paul Heyman being high on the Cruiserweight title? There's rumours of like big stars like Balor, Mysterio and Ricochet going for it. I'd like to see him back in the Cruiserweight title hunt, mixing it up with guys like Balor, Ricochet, Rey Mysterio. He's clearly good enough. You know, we've seen his battles in NXT UK, NXT itself, and 205 Live. It'd be nice just to give him a chance. He's yeah. a young guy. If you want to build for the future, then what's better than putting somebody that's 26, 27 in that spot? I don't know why, I think he's 24. Right. Jesus, that's depressing. <laughs> I would like to He's see him sort of solidify his ground in um, NXT UK the now um, build his way up to that and then like you said Ross I think that's a great shout put him into the, the cruiserweight division mm-hmm. and let him go from there 
Yeah. So, this guy's on. Nice one, Steve. Another good one. Um, guys, we're going to take a, a break now. Um, what we do, we're going to give you a wee snippet of the amazing return of a certain Mr. Drew Gallery. We'll be back soon. This is Mike Quackenbush, the master of a thousand holds, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Swarming bells! As a The wolves are here! Pecking on the boys! There's the air bell in front of us! Right in front of us! Chris Renfrew is setting up a table as is Dickie Divers. Jess has been annihilated two on one after fighting a hard fought contest. They have malicious intent on their minds. This can only spell one thing for the ICW title. Let like the tag team bells are coming to the NAK. They say it's called subjected to. Oh my! Is it tonight? Chris Renfrew fulfills his destiny. Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm joined by Quacko, Dave, 
Ross and Stephen. Um, and as we're continuing our discussion with um, wrestlers who went from ICW to the WWE. Um, so just before we start, just to say thank you to Mike Quackenbush for his sorry the, Quackenbush sorry <laughs> Quackenbush um, <laughs> for his soundbite. Um, you can listen to his great interview with our own very Ross McLeod here. So now we're just going to continue with our chat and Kwaku, you're next mate, who have you got? Well, I thought I was talking to Goldberg there for a minute, and <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> that, I somehow momentarily forgot how I saw it, but no, I will rattle my chest as I say this, that Iron King no mercy, Joe Coffey. He is the man, absolute man. I love that guy. Uh, so he was actually the very first wrestler I saw at ICW. I my first match, as I've said, my first was the Square Goal 2015. He comes out, issues a Iron Man challenge. Who comes out, Gentleman Jack Gallagher mm-hmm. had an absolutely stellar match. And since then, I've always been a Joe Coffey, uh, Joe Coffey, Joe Coffey fan. And um, another bit about taking my brother to uh, ICW shows is my brother's called Coffey. So when he hears people chanting, "We love you, Coffey. We do. Oh, Coffey, we love you." He's a bit like. You're not here for me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. That's that's after he's popped his eyeballs back and after seeing Demo. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just always had that main event presence. He can put on a main event match and it's just so always intense. Uh, the way he's built himself up, he's always looked like a wrestler, he's always sounded like a wrestler, he's always moved like a wrestler, and this is coming from somebody that likes something that's a bit out there and like not normal, like a 10 year old kid winning a t- tag team title for example. I like that, but Joel has just always been the dude for me, and uh, uh, when he got announced for NXT UK, I was just like, ha ha, and right enough. Perfect. Stephen, look mm. at some of your matches he's had in ICW. There's some awesome ones out there you can pick from. Oh yeah, he's a wrestler, a mighty wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, um, one quack who uh, said about the match with Jack Gallagher, fantastic match. When he was had, when he had that Iron Man spell between probably the year before and maybe 2016, mm. he had such a great run of matches. The year before that, Shugs, he took on uh, James Scott in another Iron Man match, mm-hmm. which was a 30-minute one, and then the two of them later on the night went on, they were one and two in the square goal, and went near enough all the way just to show that he was just unreal, but... They say that's badass, I he's love just, that. He, he, he is absolutely... That original run when they see him coming in ICW, as Quacko said, he felt like a, a main event wrestler. Yeah. You just knew this guy was destined for the top, no matter what he did. He's seen as we know him that was some of the best wrestling I've seen. Yeah, he's much like Damon, our guy that's done a lot for Scottish wrestling as well behind the scenes. He was he actually worked at the gym as a personal trainer where Source was held and used to offer like a discount service to any wrestlers that wanted to come to him. Used to offer like free nutrition trip tips and all that. He's someone who's has a presence, he knows what a wrestler should look like. He wants to be that and he wants it for other people. He's someone that wants to help other people along. Mm-hmm. When I started watching ICW regularly, 
he had started doing the NXT UK and so because he was so infrequent in ICW I wasn't his biggest fan but that Gallus run in NXT UK and then his match against Dragunov and his match against Liam Thompson Jesus Christ there are some amazing matches that I'm like this is the guy everyone's been telling me about this is the real Joe Coffey this is this is an amazing wrestler mm-hmm. it's just as you said Kwaku there's always an aura about him it's just the way he walks into the ring folds his arms and looks about as if to go aye the new I'm thing he's done would draw the line down the face that is aye. peak Stephen um, just another question for you while you've been I, ICWWE fan as well um, do you see a difference in Joe since he's been training with the WWE? Uh, in a way yeah he's one of the guys who went there and I don't think he needed it needed the other stuff about WWE and it's the big stage for him but he already had a lot of that about him you get the likes of the difference in Wolfgang since got to mm-hmm. NXT has been absolutely unreal he's, he's an absolute phenomenal yeah. athlete and wrestler now but I think Joe had a lot of that tools in him he just needed the stage yeah um, talking about NXT UK what do you think of Joe's run so far Joe Coffey is one of my absolute favourite people right now on NXT UK and ICW as well because I think what he needed to get going to make him stand out was to actually have him as a part of Gallus I, and obviously he main evented NXT t- TakeOver Blackpool against Pete Dunne I mean, I thought him versus Dragunov was a good match. Him versus Pete Dunne, I think that's the only match that could top, like, any other match he's done. Like, I was so convinced that he was going to win the NXT UK Championship that night. The crowd there when we went were absolutely electric, I think. Mm. There was a few times that we all thought it as well. Yeah. I think we all thought it was coming. Mm-hmm. But Joe has just been absolutely outstanding whatever promotion he goes in. And I think what really makes him stand out I think not only has he got all the skills, the look, and the the right attitude about it. I think he also has that X factor that make that you're not really sure what it is, but you can't help but get behind the guy because he's he's that talented in the ring. He has a lot of respect for everybody he goes up against, but he also has this domineering presence saying, "Yeah, I'm the top guy. You've got to get past me to make a name for yourself." And the way he carries himself with Gallus. He says, "This is my kingdom." You almost believe it. Yeah, definitely. Man's brilliant. Quacky, do you know the, the question asked Stephen there about saying how he's, he, he hasn't he hasn't really changed that much? But do you think his matches have get better since he went? Like his technical performances have get better since he yeah, went. Yeah, like his he's always had a way of like he's good at technical, he's good at holds and that kind of thing. So does the the thing about Joe is that. Up, he slows down the pace of a match but picks it up when you don't expect it and then that's when he does things like the fall from Nebler which is like god I'm such a fanboy that I know all these <laughs> so he does the jump on the middle rope top rope then cross body down uh, things like that that was the thing see when people thought he wasn't doing the same level he didn't have that same peak it was a quite methodical slow down mm-hmm. where his heel run it didn't really have that same, you know, burst of energy like that when it hits that hitting those moves. Mm-hmm. You know, that was probably the problem a lot of people thought we see run. Yeah, yeah, something about the NXT UK, I think it was more a fire was lit under him. It was something new, I think. As much as he must still love doing ICW and he's yeah. their zero G champ, he's still a massive part of ICW. It was maybe 
a bit of a different challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, wanting to test himself in WWE, I think there was a lot of people in the UK wrestling scene as a whole that maybe had a bit of a chip on their shoulder that they weren't in the first UK tournament, I think. But the second one came around. I personally preferred that because a lot of wrestlers has a lot to prove. And Joe was one of them. And since then, you know, he's matched with Liam Thompson at the December Fight Club, then dragging off at um, the Square Go. They're just... Mm. It's just a new level. He's he's found another gear and he's just stepped up again. Well, like even that, like the heel run, they started kind of planting the seeds on that mm-hmm. when he won the square goal contract. Mm-hmm. So bear in mind, he was as hot as anything when he, um, when he finally beat Demo for the ICW yeah, World Heavyweight. Yeah, and then Wolfgang comes out and cashes it in on him. They start planting a seed on it, but then people start to turn it on him, which I found really weird, and I always supported him. He eventually wins the title of Trent, and then he joins Rudo. I'm <laughs> 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 I've still got my No Mercy Balance t-shirt, and it was two years out of date, but I love it. And it's, he's just always been at that guy's going places. And actually, I know I'm jumping the gun here, but I, f- I actually think he's going on to NXT US. He'll be the first UK, uh, like except from like Pete Dunn, Tyler, but yeah. like when we talk about yeah, when we talk about like the new, like I'm talking about the new crop of NXT UK mm-hmm. that have come in since it was NXT UK. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be the first to go to the US. Yeah, next one. Um, before I ask, I'll use that. Quick, I just want to talk about ease quickly about his future and ICW. And where do you, Stephen, where do you, where would you see him doing? Do you still see him being a part of that for a while until potentially? No, I, think, I, I think by the end of the year, it, this will probably be his last year in ICW. I think. Yeah, I think you will Wolfgang's not really involved in feuds anymore, other than obviously he's the world title. But for the past maybe two years or so, mm-hmm. he's not really had a feud. I think Joe maybe go down to that, but much like Quacky says, I can see him going to NXT original and making a run for himself out there. Yeah, I don't see Joe being in ICWS frequently anymore. I think he's going to make the transition fully to NXT, NXT UK. But him and Gallus, they're on a great run at the minute and I just hope to see them keep it going. Their videos are amazing. Yeah. The way they carry themselves promo-wise as well is, is brilliant. I, I, I like to see their promos. Sorry, quite. Um, their promos, they always look like Three different people gone to three different places. Joe looks like he's gone to Byers Road. <laughs> Mark looks like he's gone to the rugby, and Wolfie looks like he's gone to a wedding. They're always immaculately dressed, but they always look like they're dressed for something different. It's just, it's, I don't know what it is. Is Scott the point out to me, and I can't unsee it. <laughs> Steve, quickly, where do you see the future? I hope he's an NXT champion. Yeah. Him versus Dable. I think we can. I think we can all agree we'd like to see him on the NXT yeah. main roster, so to speak. I, I've got the fear, it's just a niggling feeling that he might be used as like a Cassius Ono sort of figure, where he's he's an amazing talent, but he's always used as a stalking horse. And I've got that fear, but I think he could go anywhere in the world of wrestling and get a fucking action. Quacky, last word for you. The future's coffee. Good man, good man. Another great choice, Quacky. Um, so thank you for that. Now it's my turn, <laughs> and I'm a greedy so-and-so, and I'd pick two. <laughs> <laughs> to, first of all, first one we'll talk about is um, first few we mentioned that are going to be mentioned today, and that's Viper. 
Um, first, the reason why I wanted to talk about Viper was the amazing success that she's brought to the women's title in ICW. I think that deserves a massive amount of respect, making mm-hmm. it a world title. Mm-hmm. Um, she's went to Japan, wrestled over there, won over there, she's been successful there. Um, some awesome matches that she's been involved in as well. Um, can think of the, the match with Kayleigh, the death match that was there, that was, that was amazing. Um, that, that, that was my highlight. Um, I feel like Owen was that one mm-hmm. um, as well. Hugely popular in ICW, and it looks like she's going to be hugely popular in NXT as well. Um, wrestled pretty much all over. She's wrestled in Japan, um, Japanese, um, Japanese Wonder Ring Stardom. She was in the Me Young Classic as well. Mm-hmm. Got to the third round. No, no disrespect. That getting beat off Tony Storm, um, and that as well. And then she returned to ICW where she also took part in all of the sports. So she's been involved in a number of different, yeah, um, number of different um, Ring of Honor as well for yeah. mm-hmm. And she's also the ESSR Fantasy Queen of the Ring. Yes, <laughs> of course. Don't forget that. Um, I'm sure that's really high on the list of accolades. <laughs> she, she looks at her mantelpiece and went. Mm. Yes. I've better trips. <laughs> Sends FaceTimes to Kayleigh Ray going, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I came top in that show that was picked by somebody who picks somebody for their, their boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Brett Baker, baby. <laughs> now, now, looking at her, um, she's on NXT um, UK where she confronted Ray Lurkley as well. Mm-hmm. Stephen, what do you think of Viper? Uh, you pretty much ticked all the boxes in it. Sorry, I've no uh, to go in there. You only missed the one that David mentioned, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> what's the, what Kimi said has not been already said with Viper. She has just she has been to this country's wrestling with Drew Boss to the male side of things. She has put it on the map, you know. And what's great about it, see, even though how big a star she is, mm-hmm. she always comes back. It's, it's just quite refreshing just to see somebody. Who just loves being a part of the scene. She just loves wrestling. I think that's the thing when you can see when she comes back as well. ICW, she does love it. You can see it in her face when she comes out. Big smile on her face. You know, she she loves being home. She's someone where she's not the traditional. She doesn't fit the mold of a traditional, you know, diva. You know, as they used to call them in WWE. But and she can play the heel so well. But she just seems like such a lovely person. She's got that infectious smile. You can't help but root for her, mm-hmm. you know. And she's that much a superstar that the BBC did a documentary on her. You know, the Fight Like a Girl documentary we've all seen. Yep. It's sensational. If you've not seen it, watch it. There's just much like many of the people we've talked about tonight. We keep mentioning it, but a presence. These people have a presence about them. It's the reason they make it to Raw, Two Hundred Five Live, NXT, NXT UK. They have a presence. Yeah, there is only one Viper. Like she's in a class of her own, considering what she's done for ICW's Women's World Title and the fact that she's made a name in Japan. She's had that outstanding feud with Kaylee Ray, and she's already making making an impact with NXT UK. Obviously, having uh, the match with Rhea Ripley at Download Festival and getting the one up on her as well. That was, uh, I think, that was a good way to sort of maybe help give Rhea a bit of a fresh start, but it also moves Viper up the ranks. Um, I think there's no other way for her to go than to become NXT UK Women's Champion. But I, don't, I just don't see any other possible path because for UK women's wrestling, 
the first person you think of, or at least I think of, is Viper. Because she's had that much influence worldwide across so many promotions. And, you know, like the guys have said before, it looks like she really loves what she does. And she hasn't forgotten where she's come from. Yeah, definitely. Ross, what do you see for the future of Viper? Could honestly put her in the main roster right now and I, I don't think you'd have any complaints about her winning the women's title there. I'd like to maybe see her debut at like a Rumble, you know, I think with the women's one because there is less less superstars on the roster other than the men. I'm just trying to say that this in a nice way, you know, there is less women wrestlers than there is men, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like, you'd maybe get her on to win the Rumble in her first match. I think that'd be amazing. It'd be a shockwave through the WWE because she wouldn't be as well known as certain others. But obviously in the UK scene, we'd be like, if that's one of our own, that's her. She'll be next year's UK entrant. Yeah, I think I think, I, love, I, think, yeah. I think the Rumble's a great show. Yeah. I think that's a really good show. Mm-hmm. Not to win it, I don't think she'd win it, but she'd put on a solid show. Yeah. Like Rare Ripley did this year, yeah. 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 I'd like I'd like to see women for NXT UK by the way in that miss WrestleMania Battle Royal because we've seen this year there was only seventeen entrants and it was padded with NXT people. Get the NXT UK people in there. Yeah. She'd be a great show for yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. Steve, do you agree with that? I would love to see it the exact same as you guys. I, I love Viper, I think she's I think she's brilliant, um, even though, as Wee Man pointed out, it's not a Viper on her, but it was a Cobra. <laughs> 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 they, they took the snake off her. Yeah, yeah, they took it off it now after he said that. But you've ruined it, Wee Man, you've ruined yeah. it. Yeah. All um, the years I've had no idea. Can somebody just super kick him again? Oh, that, 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 that was so funny, that bit. Um, but Viper, she's, she's done her dues, she's wrestled everywhere, she, she deserves to be on NXT UK as well as mm-hmm. Guaranteed future NXT UK Women's Champion. Yeah. Nice one. Next guy I want to talk about is Wolfie. Oh! We're having a party. Stephen, you mentioned, you mentioned Wolfie um, earlier on when you were talking about um, the way that he looks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Now, since he's went to um, NXT UK and the training camps over in, over in the States, he has... He has changed his looks, physiques. Looks a million bucks. Looks absolutely similar to how Drew mm-hmm. kind of changed his. Not that Wolfie was a scrawny guy or anything that. Wolfie was always a big guy, a yes. muscular guy. But it's just something about the way he carries himself. Mm-hmm. You see the way he walks through. I remember, I think I first noticed him when he had that match at the Barras with Tor. The Tor, I can't remember his name. Tor after oh, Yeah, that, yeah. That guy. Uh, and um, you see when he was coming out, it's just like this guy looks. Part even in the garage shows leading up to it, like this guy is, yeah, he knows he's the he was the he was the Scottish guy, first of all, mm-hmm. and for terms of the NXT UK stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, Roscoe, what, um, with Wolfie, ICW, he's pretty much won everything there, won um, won a sink as well. He's done everything he needs to do in ICW, but, um, the same as that, do you see him? progressing further in NXT are you happy with him in Gallus and I think they'll stay as a unit I like, anything happening with him? I like his role in Gallus his role in Gallus right now is like Begbie for train spotting he's, he's the mental he's the mental one you just need to stop like just do, don't even don't make eye contact with him he's the sort of guy that just, <laughs> what I want to fight yeah. you you there <laughs> uh, I, he's just he's really taken to the NXT thing much like we said with Joel you know a new challenge He's taking that new challenge on. 
he was the you know flying the flag for Scotland semi-finalist you know beaten by the eventual winner <laughs> I love every time he's on the show and Nigel McGuinness every time he gets an injury couple of cans of iron brew he'll be fine <laughs> so he's stereotype there Nigel thanks for that I can see him going he's been on the normal NXT um, I can see him being there full time I think he'd be a great just big bruiser yeah. he's like obviously there's always like three or four title matches on these shows and then one big exhibition match he'd be a great guy like an extreme rules match or a no holds barred match just look here's 20 minutes go out there and knock lumps to each other yeah. him and the likes of maybe Matt Riddle or Big Demo again uh, I think would be amazing yeah just thinking Demo definitely yeah Wolfie I think for me is I don't know it's kind of hit, hit and miss but I mean he's every time he comes out he always puts on a great performance I think there's just been a lack of like consistent sort of main feuds. I mean, given what I've seen of him, I think the feud was obviously him and Liam Thompson with good housekeeping. That was uh, yeah. that was probably one of my favourite matches. I've just seen him a do. Liam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, not only is he like really, he's extremely talented in the ring, but he shows he can play a bit of a comedy side to him yeah. as well. So that coupled with the intensity, it makes him a really good all rounder. Yeah. And he's had some very sort of high profile matches in NXT, uh, like obviously as a part of Gallus as well. He's he's uh, made waves there but one thing I really did like I think was a really good way to showcase him was when NXT came to the Royal Albert Hall and he had the NXT Championship match against Adam Cole baby I think that was uh, I think that was a really good yeah. way to sort of get him into the sort of NXT spotlight a bit like it. and yeah. the fact he sort of branched over to the UK as well and part of Gallus I think he's well suited to where he is Quacky. Again, I'm going to go back to my first ICW match. Another match that was so big on my memory was Wolfgang versus BT Gun in a steel cage match. And Wolfie does the swanton off the top of the cage, avoiding the disco ball. Yes, madness. Something Steven doesn't do anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That was was one thing I was wanting wanting to mention about Wolfie. The first time I seen him was, I think it was the first time I went to ICW was for 2012. Well, I think maybe 2013. Um, I seen him coming out to the ring and I was like, he's a big dominating character. And then the next minute I see him up the top rope flying about. I was mm-hmm. like, this guy's just got, he's got something different. You know, he's a huge guy, and but he's still able to do it. It's, it's a bit like Joe. He's able yeah. to do the height, he's able to do the moves. Um, and it's just, he's something different. And I can see him going, I would love, I'd like to see the Gallus thing go a bit further. Mm-hmm. However, I would like to see them maybe separate I don't know if they could between I think it could be a good conflict to see between him and Joe and that that's no disrespect to Mark but to see who goes and does it a bit further who mm-hmm. you know who breaks up Gallus pretty much you know in the future down the line all of tag teams breaking up Kwaku <laughs> <laughs> so just to see that going um, going down the line Stevie what do you see the future for Wolfie uh, hopefully he's not just a fun man yeah hopefully it does something but uh, what is the question yeah he seems to be the the guy that takes the pin for Gallus at the minute. Um, he has an every man aura about him. He is just a generally nice guy, it seems. So I'd like to maybe see him be the face against a heel Joe Coffey and just have them battle them to each other. Um, could definitely go on to be NXT full-time. I think, much like most of them here, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Uh, I could probably see an NXT tag title in his future with maybe Mark as part of Gallus. But... I think he could still make sporadic appearances in ICW yeah. for the moment. Yeah, quite good. Um, either a tag team, or I'd like to see him with feuds that isn't necessarily for a title, just a pure 
Bragan writes, I hate your, I hate your feud, like, proper. Yeah. Yeah. And old school. Old school. Um, no, no, no titles involved. Exactly. Aye. You stole my pocket money 15 years ago and I've not forgotten. What about six? Good housekeeping three. <laughs> oh, I would say yes to yes, this. Yes, 100%. So, thank you for that, guys. I see, let's say, we see, we see Wolfie, pretty much see all these guys going all the way to the top, if mm-hmm. luck has it, mm-hmm. um, with them as well. What we're going to do is get some, we asked for some um, feedback from the listeners about what they guys thought. Um, so, I'll just go over some of them here. Um, friend of the show, Stephen Blair, um, he pretty much agreed with Ross when he said that it was Drew's second time round. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the intensity of that, he's good in the ring, he's big. Looks like a wrestler and he talks like a wrestler as well. Um, another good friend, um, Sean Smith. Um, for me, it would be the fake retirement speech. He made the feed at Lover in 2016. Oh, that is a great shout. Oh, that. Yep. Oh, that. That is a great shout as well. Um, drew everybody in and then with a twist on it, which is amazing. Um, Callum Bruce agreed with you, Dave, about um, Demo. Demo Nicky in particular, obviously, we haven't spoke much about Nicky but we will um, soon um, decent matches over the years can argue that Demo and War Games like you said was one of the best matches out there um, as well um, Stephen um, how the guy what's his how do you say it thank you uh, Mike Tree Mike Tree from Thailand mm-hmm. agrees with you we've got listeners all international over. yes we are international worldwide yes um, he agrees with you I'm switching off now <laughs> Um, as well and also Anthony Jenkins agrees with you as well um, the pop at Raw Glasgow was unbelievable like we mentioned um, Kwaku um, jo- uh, Connor Jordan agrees with you about Joe Coffey big talent fingers crossed we see him in the main roster at some point Connor is a smart man yes um, and the only sensible one on here is the one that agrees with me and that's Louise Westy she agrees that Gavins are brilliant um, as well so she agrees with me with Wilfie and Viper um, some of the other ones that we've had as well is um, ones that appeared on ICW, however they're not ICW graduates like 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 we sort of said. So Courtney, um, another friend Courtney said Tommy End and Finn Balor. Can't disagree with them there. There's quite a few um, Finn Balor ones as well. Michael O'Donnell asked, can we count Tommaso Ciampo as he uh, appeared in Spaceball? No, no we well, cannot. I, I actually watched that match last night and Ciampa... You know, his heel work there, Wait, that's only like a fraction of how big a heel he was. You casually game. watched an episode of Space Boss? Yeah. <laughs> well, I watched that match, at least. Things research. I think you can right. count these people, you know. You I think so? I wouldn't count them. Yeah. I'd count them. We thought like special appearances, maybe. No. Yeah. Like, like, Tommy, like, yeah. Tommy, I actually saw you in the crowd. I actually saw you in the crowd. Yeah, I was. was videoed, yeah. I was there. What did you I think of it? I loved it. Uh, thanks for asking me, Derek. Guys, some of the other ones, just some of the names that we haven't mentioned um, as well, who, are, who have done it. Kenny Williams, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doing well for himself mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. as well. And Kayla Ray, yeah. recently yes. signed up as well. Which She's number one contender yep. for UK, the Women's Championship. Yep. So. Um, mentioned everybody in Gallus except for Mark. Mm-hmm. Mark's looking, he's doing very well for himself as well. Um, Casey and mm-hmm. I would say the other one we were going to have a wee chat about was Nicky mm-hmm. Nicky Cross yes absolutely. Nicky's doing very well for herself on the main roster yeah. I love the storyline she's involved in right now because yeah. you are waiting she has been drawn in by Alexa Bliss she, is, she feels normal again she was the outcast she's been accepted and you're just waiting for Alexa to turn on her and then that's when she 
snaps back. And then we get mental Nicky. And then, as I, I'm not allowed to finish my thought, we get mental <laughs> Nicky, yes. I was going to have a dignified ending to that thought, but yes, move yes. on. <laughs> Do you see, after, when, after all this sort of feud comes, do you see Nicky challenging for the, the title? Uh, she's definitely going to have a feud with Alexa, which is going to be yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely think she's deserving of it. She's good. She's, she's, been, she's been the MVP of that three women fruit feud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think she's the best in the galaxy. She was known in ICW. Yeah, yeah. She is very well suited to that nickname. I think women's title. I don't think this year, but maybe at the tail end of next year, she'll get a women's title run. Two quick points. When I came first, and this goes with all insanity, when they first debuted as that, I wasn't convinced, but that's because of who I knew them as, as ICW. Let's be honest, Nikki was completely different in ICW, oh, yeah. but oh my god, what a way to shock me. And my annoyance was they did not pull the trigger with her on the NXT, and it was all to preserve somebody's undefeated streak, and I hated it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She did get called up quite soon after that. Yeah, yeah she did. Yeah. Nikki on NXT is her solo run after she sort of broke off from Sanity when they went to the main roster. I would argue that is some of her best work I've seen her in WWE so far. I mean, the feud with Alexa is great, but the storyline and the position she was put in with the whole uh, I know a secret, I know who attacked Alistair Black, <laughs> I think that's probably some of her best work I've ever seen her do on NXT. The fact that she was doing backstage statements, cutting promos, letting her sort of character shine through. And the fact she was mingling with top tier talents like Tommaso Ciampa, Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black. It was it was hilarious. And especially the scene which is in William Regal's office. Yeah. That's arguably one of my favourite scenes ever from NXT. Nice one. So guys, we're gonna have a chat about potentially what guys can go in the future from ICWWW. Um one of the ones I was I was thinking, he appeared on the NXT show in Glasgow as a warm-up match with BT Gun. Mm-hmm. Do you see mm-hmm. BT making the step up? Yes. He is. I'd say so. Probably. He's in the style of uh, Alistair Black. He has lightning feet about him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's good. And uh, chops. The chops to rival Walter, as we saw in the the. He's, Shug's house party he's match. so fluid everything he, every, all his moves sound brutal mm-hmm. but he's so fluid that you can't actually yeah. see the fault any faults in it he's just he's a very underrated talent in the overall scene because yeah. of how long he's been about the scene and yeah tag team really well yeah tag team is mm-hmm. different yeah he, he is sort of an all round guy um, I'd love to see him mixing it up as maybe a, for a cruiserweight title you know, we, we talked about feuds we liked for Noam Dar, Noam BT on the main roster, on Raw and SmackDown, I think could yeah. be great. Mm-hmm. Anybody else that you guys? Stevie Boy. Yes, yeah. that's what yeah. I was thinking of. He's somebody who probably would be there already mm-hmm. if it wasn't for his injury. He's, yeah. he's mm-hmm. just... He's, 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 mm-hmm. You just you miss him in the, on the yeah. roster because how good he was in the, the year, year and a half mm-hmm. beforehand. You know, We talked about him last week, how he's came up from... the the shadows to be the, the MVP of the Bucky Boys yeah yeah, he um, as well uh, it was Adam Maxted who shared a, a photo of his WWE tryout for a few years ago and it was uh, it was Stevie was in the photo and so was uh, Liam Thompson that's yeah. another one I think could make it yeah mm-hmm. those two guys that we just mentioned there BT Gunn and Stevie got so underused in World of Sport 
Aye. I think um, yeah. You know, I think if these guys came in, obviously going their single thing, they could also tag together, I guess, as well. But so, there's options there. Mm-hmm. Anybody? I'm going to be a bit out there with this one. I'm going to say Shah Samuels. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bit not probably not the person you pick straight away, but from what I've seen of him in ICW, he can play the face or the heel really, really well. Yep. His gimmick is over with the fans. Like everybody's chanting for him, like East, East, East. He's had a a run in world of sports so he can appeal to like a, fam- a more family friendly audience yep. I'd say give him a shot in NXT UK I think he could really hit it off with a, at the very least a UK wide audience and then if an American audience picks it up you know who knows he could he's, be being good plus he's probably in the best shape of his, his yeah, life yeah. and he's a big bruiser as well I mean he's, he's a name that didn't really stand out to me when you're saying about it the one name who stands out to me like a beacon is Joe Hendrick yeah. yeah, Joe Henry stands out as a guy who you're so surprised he's not he's not been considered or he's not had that or the fact that that run with impact didn't really work one other, per- one other person I would like to quickly say Easton Reese. Mm-hmm. I think he's got, he's got the he's got the look for yeah, it he he's, he's very talented in the ring he's obviously had a mixture of promotions with World of Sport ICW and yeah and did he not have a tag team with uh, in World of Sport with was it Kip Sabian or was Kip it something? Sabian, yeah. yeah, they were World of Sport, the first World of Sport. Tag That's team. right. Yeah. So it showed he can he can play a heel character very well, and he's the alpha male, something that could really another new fresh gimmick that come across. And obviously, he appeals to a very UK audience because he's he's from Wales. Yeah. So he could again cover most of the UK demographic as well. Good show. Quacko, you got anybody? Oh, here we go. popcorn. You're right. First of all, kegs of catch. Yep. Got to be said. Second of all, although she's just had a try it, so it's just hearing what happened, evil slash joking. Next, and I like how Demo called out Progress and Rev Pro on this, Jackie Polo it is absolutely criminal. Absolutely criminal, that man should be in WWE already, he should be everywhere. Yeah. Criminal. Um for not immediately, but for future future, I can see Kieran Kelly and Leighton Buzzard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred percent. They stand out like a yeah. sore thumb mm-hmm. in a lot of pl- in the current young crop, yeah. I think in terms yeah. of yeah. they just look so so charismatic as well. They're certainly the the big graduates from their respective schools, yeah. I think. Yeah. Other name on the list, Sammy Jane. Yeah. I'm surprised. Does she ever have a tryout? I don't think she's ever had a tryout. I don't think I don't think so. I'll need to ask her to double check. I'm sorry, Sammy, <laughs> if you have. But um oh the belts this woman's won all across Europe and the stuff she's done in Japan, absolutely amazing. She should be WWE UK at least. Do you think you've been the male classic? No. S- uh, something as well, you mentioned about Jackie Polo, it's criminal that he's not been booked more places. The fact that you know, uh, before he unfortunately passed, Lionheart and him were not in the best of terms, like personally. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he saw how good a wrestler he was, yeah. that he put his promotions belt on Jackie Polo because he knew Jackie Polo is an absolute star. Jackie Polo can play the heel, the face, you know. Just Justice was, you know, the wind up heel. But you could easily, it was so beloved, you could easily turn that oh, into a face. Well, as, as a face now. Uh, as a, as a face now, he's going against Jeff Jarrett, you know. But, um, and you mentioned Rev Pro as well. Um, 
the thing with them, they're no longer using WWE UK talent, so as not to clash, so they can't be told who they can and can't book. And Sha Samuels, as somebody's been mentioned earlier, he's taking advantage of that to get himself in RevPro, and he's doing wonders in there as he's well. Doing, he's, he's got a great run at the mm-hmm. moment in RevPro, to be fair. That's, he's, yeah, that's probably where he's getting his, all his symbols exposure. Yeah. So. Did you say that has Savvy Jane been on me on Classic, or should she go me on Classic? Uh, should she be? Oh yes, oh definitely she should be. I thought you said was she in the Young Classic. No, 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 no. I was saying should she be in there. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Next one. That's a that's I, a good wee list of them. I, I could go on, but we we only have a small amount of time. Yeah, um, I think that's a great list there of all these good guys that we've got able to see up and coming in ICW through yep. the next few years, and we hope to see them going on to going on to a bigger stage in WWE NXT UK and further afield from that. It's the, it's the double-edged sword, is it, as well, isn't it? You don't want to be selfish, but at the same time you're like, no, I want to see you once a month in the garage. <laughs> Stay where you are. <laughs> you are. Exactly. Uh, so, guys, I think that's a great place to, to go. It's been, a fun, it's been a brilliant chat today, guys. Really enjoyed it. Um, so just like to say thank you to Kwaku. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Thanks, Roscoe. Thank you. Thanks, Stevie. Thank you very much. You. We will be back next week where we will be having a preview of the best house party in Scotland. Dave's! Definitely <laughs> 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 not Dave's. 100% not Dave's. I think so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you will not get chopped out when Dave's brushing his teeth, that's for sure. Um, so Get back to your assholes. <laughs> so we'll be back next week to have a shirts preview hosted by our very own Sarah. Um, until then, we'll be back next week. Thanks very much, guys. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now